1: Adventures of the Shadow are on the air, brought to you each week by the Blue Coal Dealers of America. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. While they set the stage for today's shadow drama, let me ask you a brief but vital question. Have you heard about the new easy three-way plan for better home heating? It's the Blue Coal Plan, with the accent on convenience, Economy and comfort. Blue coal in your furnace means a steady burning, longer lasting fire that heats your home comfortably from cellar to attic. Next time you order fuel, insist upon blue coal. Your neighborhood blue coal dealer will be glad to explain his three way plan for better home heating. Phone him tomorrow, won't you? The Shadow, mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. As the Shadow, Cranston is gifted with hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible Shadow belongs. Today's story The Shadow Challenge. Hello? No. No, I can't speak to him. And please don't put more calls through, operator. I'm busy working and I don't wish to be disturbed. Thank you. Now, well, let me see. Where was I? Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry to interrupt your work, Professor Rice. Who is that? Who is speaking? I see no one. I am called the Shadow. The Shadow? I've heard of you. Uh, What are you doing here? That manuscript you're translating, Professor Rice. It is of great value, is it not? Yes, of course. I want you to give it to me, Professor. Give you this manuscript? Why, Why? that's impossible. It's not mine. It belongs to the museum. It's a direct key to ancient Hindu culture. I know. That's why I've come here. I want that manuscript. Now, see here. I've always had a great respect for you, Shadow. You worked for the forces of good against the forces of evil. But now... You're behaving like a common thief. Give me that manuscript. No, no. Very well. I see that I must use other methods. What do you mean? What are you going to do? This is what I'm going to do, Professor Rice. Oh, Shadow. Shadow. Why did you do this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: Montcranson. To think that I believed you all these years when you told me what a golfer you were. Oh, I just had an off day,
1: that's all, Margot. Even the best of his experience, though. Besides, I'm not used to playing in the sun.
0: You weren't in the sun. You were in a nice, shady wood. You never saw the fairway all day. <laughs> all
1: right, you win.
0: <laughs> Do we have time for a swim?
1: I think so. Oh,
0: good. Extra. I've Extra. got
1: to vindicate Extra. my He's athletic ability in it. some fashion.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, don't hey, you ever said... change that headline down here? Well, not
2: till I think of a better one. Paper, Mister. <laughs> all right, here you are. Thank you.
0: It's the entire northern state buried by snowstorm. Read all about well, it. How bad was the storm? How many feet of snow? Margot, you're talking like a tourist.
1: All they need is a flurry up north to cause a headline like this. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, sure. You get used to these headlines after you hear. Margot. What? Margo, look at this. What is it? The story on the front page. Museum professor murdered by the shadow.
0: By the shadow? Well, that's
1: what it says. Professor Rice of the Cosmopolitan Museum was found dying in his apartment late this evening by the police. In a deathbed statement to Commissioner Weston, he described his assailant as an invisible man who called himself the Shadow.
0: Well, Lamont, that's impossible. How do you explain
1: it? I have no explanation. But one thing is certain. We're catching the next plane north. Did you say, Commissioner Weston, that the dying man swore that his assailant was the Shadow? That's right.
0: Well, somehow I can't believe
1: that. Now, look, Miss Lane, facts are facts. Well, what Margo means, Commissioner, is that she can't believe that the Shadow would do such a thing. Well, that's her opinion. Me, I think different. What do you mean? I've always suspected that the Shadow was a criminal at heart. Why? Otherwise, why would he always remain invisible? Oh, I tell you, he's a bad egg. And this murder confirms it. Uh, This manuscript, Commissioner, the one that the killer stole from Professor Rice... What do you know about it? Well, it's, it's something that the professor was working on. Rice and three other scholars are employed by the Cosmopolitan Museum, specializing in, uh, I don't know, restoration and recreation of ancient Hindu culture. Yes, I'm acquainted with all of them, and they work. Well, you probably know more about it than I do. Anyway, this manuscript was very valuable to them.
0: But what value would it have to anyone else?
1: That's out of the department, Miss Lane. My job is, who put it to the corpus delicti? In other words, who killed Professor Rice? The answer to that is the shadow. And the motive? Larceny, my friend. Good old-fashioned larceny. Shadow wanted that manuscript, and he killed the guy to get it. Commissioner, I don't think that the shadow had anything to do with it. Look, I heard the accusation with my own ears just before the erstwhile Professor Rice gave up the ghost. Nevertheless, I can't believe the shadow was guilty. And I hope to be able to prove my point. How? Well, with your permission... I'd like to go to the museum and talk to Professor Rice's associate. See what I can learn. Go ahead. Go ahead, my friend. We'll leave the car here, Margot. I believe that the night entrance to the museum is in this wing.
0: Lamont, do you suppose that someone has discovered your secret and is misusing it in the shadow's name?
1: That's possible, Margot. Well,
0: what else could it be?
1: Well, perhaps Weston is putting the blame of the crime on the shadow to excuse his department's inability to solve the murder.
0: Oh, Lamont, what a horrible thing to do. Well, it's just a supposition, Margo. Well,
1: here we are. We have to ring for the watchman.
0: What do you expect to find out here, Lamont?
1: Well, I want to talk to the other professors and find out more about the missing manuscript. Yes? What is it? Oh, good evening, We wish to see either Professor Carter or Hagen or Professor Amund. Yes? Uh, I know they're working here this evening. Are you expected? Yes, yes, we are. Oh, well, come in. Thank you.
2: We seldom have visitors at this late hour? Well, I, I guess not. I must ask you to walk quietly, please. They do not like to be disturbed.
0: You mean the professors? Oh,
2: no, not the professors. I mean, those that live here.
0: Oh, are there people there?
2: This is, is their time to rest. Who? Oh. Those that you see about you the statues, the paintings. Tires them, you know.
1: People staring at them through the day. Oh, yes. Yes, I can understand that.
0: Lamont, does he mean... The,
1: uh the statues must appreciate your consideration for themselves. Oh, yes, yes, they do. They know that I watch over them. That's through the night. And give the door to the
0: office. I uh I
2: must see you here. Oh,
0: well, thank you. Yes. Yes, it was nice of you to show us the way. Have a door. Good night. Good night. Yes. Good night. Hmm. Cheerful, fellow. Makes you feel right at home.
1: <laughs> well, let's go in, Margot.
2: Oh, it's you, Mr. Cranston. I I didn't expect to see
1: anyone. I'm sorry. Uh, This is Miss Lane, Professor Carter.
2: How do you do? How do you do, Miss Lane? Uh, Won't you go into the office? Professor Armand is there. I have to consult a file. I'll be right back.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, Thanks, Professor Carter. Come along, Mother. All right. May we come in?
2: Oh, yes. Yes, of course, Mr. Cranston. Do come in.
1: Thank you. I don't believe you know Miss Lane.
2: No, I have never had the pleasure.
1: This is Professor Armand,
2: Margot. How do you do, Professor? I am most delighted to make your acquaintance. Won't you both be seated? Thank you. Thank you.
1: I uh, spoke to Professor Hagen this afternoon. Did he explain to you the purpose of my visit?
2: Yes, he did. You are interested, I believe, in solving the murder of our most worthy colleague, Professor Rice? Yes. A very noble endeavor.
1: I thought I might begin by learning more about the manuscript that Professor Rice was working on when he was killed. An excellent beginning. Yes. Uh, What was its
2: value, Professor Almond? The missing manuscript was quite priceless in rarity, but its monetary value was slight indeed because any attempt to resell it would bring immediate arrest. Well, Professor, what was in the manuscript? I must confess that I do not know. You see, it was one section of a single volume that the four of us were translating. Each
1: of us took one quarter of the work. The uh, work deals with ancient Hindu culture, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, Would it by any chance contain any secrets? Secrets of that civilization which could be of value to someone today?
2: I fear that I am not at liberty to answer that question, Mr. Cranston. Perhaps... Perhaps Professor Hagen might be of greater service to you. He is our superior, you know.
1: Uh, where is the professor?
2: He's working in the laboratory upstairs. I shall be most willing to go up and get him for you. Uh, but can't you possibly... I shall return in a moment with Professor Hagen. You will excuse me, Miss Lane, Mr. Cranston. Thank
0: you. Yes. Well, mm. my Hindu friend didn't appear to be too willing to talk.
1: no. I believe he knows much more than he can to tell.
0: Lamont, I wonder if. Hmm. Should we answer it?
1: Well, I. Oh, I suppose I'd better. Hello? To am I speaking? Now, this is Lamont Cranston. Oh, then I can leave my message with you. Yes, certainly. What is it? Of the three men who once were four, one more is about to die. Who is this? Who's speaking? <laughs> the shadow. The shadow? Hello? Hello?
0: What's the matter, Lamont?
1: That person on the phone called himself the shadow.
0: Then there is an person. Interesting... Yes. Oh, I'm sorry to be so long. Oh, Professor
1: Carter, someone just called on the phone. He said that one of you three professors is about to die. What? It might be a crank, but we can't take any chance. Where are the others? Upstairs in the laboratory. You'd better take us up there at once. Oh, yes, yes. Follow me. Uh, up these stairs. Come oh, along, Margot. I can't imagine who's. Ah! There's trouble up there. Hurry, Carter. sounds like I'm a boy. right in here. What's wrong at... Oh, oh. Margot, you'd you better stay out of here. Not a pleasant sight. Thomas, what happened? What happened to Professor Hagen? I found him, so, on the floor, dying. Oh. Was he still alive when you got here? Yes. Could he talk to you? Did you learn anything?
2: Yes. He told me that his attacker was an invisible man who called himself that shadow.
1: Well, Margot now have definite proof that someone is impersonating the Shadow.
0: Yes, Lamont, but what can you do about
1: it? Don't worry, Margot. I've always used the power of the Shadow to aid the forces of law and order, to help good conquer evil. Yes, I know. And now that someone else has discovered my secret of invisibility and is misusing this power, I shall travel to the ends of the earth to conquer him. This, Margo, is the Shadow's greatest challenge, but I'm sure that I can meet it and come out on top. <laughs> We'll find out how the shadow meets his challenge in just a moment. But first, are you running your home on a budget plan? If you are, then every penny counts. And you can save not only pennies, but dollars, by heating your home with blue coal. Yes, any way you look at it, blue coal gives you more for your money. It burns better, lasts longer, distributes dependable, helpful heat that will cut down your heating costs. And no wonder, you see, blue coal is America's finest hard coal. It comes from the heart of the northern Pennsylvania anthracite field, thousands of feet below the surface, where only the choicest hard coal is mined. What's more, with every order of blue coal, you enjoy the extra home heating service and free advice of your neighborhood blue coal dealer. Besides, he'll give you a free demonstration of the blue coal automatic heat regulator. Just as its name implies, the blue coal automatic heat regulator regulates the heat in your home by operating furnace dampers automatically. You simply set the thermostat and the heat regulator does the rest. Blue coal and a blue coal heat regulator work together with clock-like precision to increase your comfort and reduce wasted fuel. Ask your neighborhood blue coal dealer about this modern way to heat your home. His name is listed in the where to buy it section of your classified telephone directory under the word blue coal. Call him tomorrow. And now, back to the shadow.
0: Lamont, have you uncovered any clues? Any leads as to the identity of this person who is masquerading as a shadow?
1: Nothing important, no. But In the past 12 hours, I have received two mysterious unsigned messages.
0: Really? What about?
1: I'll read you one of them. It says... Why don't you inquire into the jealousy of the four who now are two?
0: Does that refer to the four, professors?
1: Yes. And I learned that it's quite true. A great jealousy existed. All four men, although they worked together, were constantly vying with one another for individual glory.
0: Then that's why the original manuscript was divided among the four of them. Exactly. Well, Lamont, you mentioned that you received two messages. What was the other
1: one? I I have it here. Listen to this. What were the secrets to be found in the manuscript that was being translated by the four who now are two?
0: And did you learn the answer to that question?
1: Not very satisfactorily. I can only guess that these secrets were of an occult nature. Secrets of the ancient Orient. I see. And it was in the Orient, Margot, that the shadow learned his secret of invisibility.
0: Yes, of course. Lamont, who could have sent those messages?
1: I don't know his identity, but judging by the phrases he used, they were written by the same man that I spoke to on the telephone. The man who calls himself the Shadow.
0: But why should he be helping you?
1: I wish I knew. In any case, Margot, his messages bear further investigation. So I think I shall begin by paying a call on Professors Carter and Amud, as the Shadow. Do you by
2: any chance have a feeling of uneasiness? My dear Professor Carter. How do you mean? We still have in our trusted possession the remaining parts of the manuscript. That would make us, shall I say, logical victims. Then you believe, Professor Armand, that we two are marked for death? That was not my statement. I merely point to the past as a warning of the future. Well, that's a pleasant picture. If you don't mind, Professor, I'd rather not hear any more of your prophecies tonight. Very well, if that's... <laughs> What's that... What was that?
1: intrusion gentlemen.
2: Who speaks? I see no one.
1: Allow me to introduce myself. I am called the Shadow. The Shadow?
2: He's, come, he's coming to kill us.
1: Now, no, don't be alarmed, Professor Carter. I shan't harm you. I've merely come here seeking information. It
2: is true. It is true, just as we have heard. You are invisible, Mr. Shadow. Yes. Very interesting. Very. How do you
1: achieve this invisibility? By hypnotizing your minds, gentlemen. Uh, are you here to kill us as you did the others? I did not kill the others, Professor Carter. That was done by an imposter who used my name. And you can both help me to trap this masquerading murderer.
2: Help you? How?
1: By telling me what I wish to know. By answering my questions. What are your questions? What precious secrets were contained in the manuscripts that were stolen?
2: Secrets? I do not understand. No evasions,
1: please, Professor Armud. You are both working on sections of that book. What is it about? What mysteries of the ancient Orient does it reveal?
2: I am afraid you have been misinformed, my dear Shadow. Hasn't he, Professor Carter? Oh, yes. Yes, there are no
1: secrets. You're lying, both of you. Lying? Yes. And your lies are most incriminating. You see, gentlemen, I happen to know the circumstances surrounding the death of Professor Hagen. And based on these circumstances, either of you could have been his murderer. That's
2: not true. You don't know what you're saying, Shadow. Ah, but
1: I do. So, shall we say, gentlemen, that it might be wise for you both in the future to be much more careful.
0: Lamont, did you learn anything from Ahmoud or Carter?
1: Uh, nothing definite. They wouldn't talk, either one of them.
0: Yeah, well, what's to be done now?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I think that I'm... I'll take it. Right. Hello? Is this Lamont Cranston? Yes. I just want to tell you that of the four who now are two, one more is about to go. Who is this? You know who this is, Mr. Cranston. I am the Shadow. <laughs> Hello. Hello.
0: Oh, Lamont. Was that the imposter?
1: Yes. he delivered another warning.
0: What was
1: it? Another one of the professors is marked for death. Oh, which one? He didn't say. We must warn them both at once. Come on, Margot. Carter lives right down the street. We'll go to his place first. If he's all right, we'll call Almond from there. But come quickly. We must hurry. Professor Carter. Professor Carter.
0: Lamont, well, do you suppose something's happened to him already?
1: We'll soon find out. I'll use the skeleton key. I hate to do this,
0: but... Ah, there we are. Come on, Margot. Professor Carter. Lamont, look. The living room. There's been a fight.
1: Yes. Furniture overturned. Lamp's broken.
0: But where's Carter?
1: I'll look in the bedroom.
0: Carter. Carter, are you in there? Any sign of him, Lamont? No. This is the only other room in the apartment. What could have happened to him? I don't
1: know. Quite obvious, though, that he was the one selected as the next victim.
0: This whole thing becomes more baffling every minute.
1: Quite the contrary, Margot. I think it becomes increasingly clear.
0: What do you mean, Lamont?
1: Before we came here, Margot, I was practically convinced that either Carter or Amud was the one who murdered Hagen and Rice.
0: Lamont, are you serious? Yes,
1: Margot. I felt that one of them had learned something from their share of the manuscript that made them kill to obtain the other men's copies.
0: But how was the shadow impersonated?
1: That fits into it, too, Margo, very neatly. I learned the secret of invisibility in the Orient. It came from an ancient source. And one of those men could have learned this secret from his manuscript.
0: Yes, That's very logical. But now that Carter is
1: missing... Yes, that leaves only Amund. And I think we should pay a call on that gentleman at once. We'd like to see Professor Armour, please.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, sir. He's not in his apartment.
1: Uh, when do you expect him?
2: Well, not for some time, sir. He's been called out of town unexpectedly. When did he leave? A short time ago, sir.
1: Did he say where he was going?
2: No, sir. He just said he's been gone for an indefinite period. <laughs>
0: I guess that just proves I'm guilt, doesn't it, Lamont?
1: I don't know, Margot. I've been reviewing the entire case in my mind, and several new factors have occurred to me. What are they? Well, let's wait till we get into the apartment. We'll talk over, over a cup of tea. You know? All yeah. right. Won't you go in, Margot?
0: Yes, yeah, thanks. Lamont, hmm? look, there seems to be a note here right under the door.
1: A note? Let me see it.
0: Here.
1: Well, yeah, listen to this, Margot. Night at the hour of midnight in a storage room in the basement of the museum, the one whom you seek can be found.
0: Does that mean the person who is masquerading as a shadow?
1: I think it does. What time is it, Margot? Let's
0: see. About 20 of 12.
1: Well, if I don't want to keep our friend waiting, I'd better be getting over to the museum.
0: Well, Lamont, suppose this is a trap of the killers. a scheme to do away with you as he did the others.
1: I'll chance that, Margot. But I want you to get word to Commissioner Weston. Have him at the museum with his men at 12.15. Tell him that he will find the murderer who has pretended to be the Shadow. Is there anyone here? This is Lamont Cranston. Is there anyone here? (laughs) Who is that? (laughs) Don't let me frighten you, Mr. Cranston. I'm your old friend, the Shadow. You are not the Shadow. No. How would you know that? Answer me. I repeat, you are not the Shadow. I see. And would your knowledge be based on the fact that you yourself are the Shadow? Would it, Mr. Cranston? You don't have to answer, I know. I've known for some time now, you are the Shadow. What makes you think so? I've followed the activities of the Shadow for many years. I was most curious to learn his real identity. I began keeping track of the people who were present before and after all of his appearances. I see. And after discarding many suspects, your search narrowed down to me, is that it? That's it, exactly. And I am the only man who knows the identity of the shadow. Well, I must compliment you on your cleverness. I admit to you, I am the shadow. Yes, but a very powerless shadow at this point. Having learned your secret of invisibility, I've hypnotized your mind before you were aware of me. This time, the real shadow is visible, and I am the one unseen. How did you learn my secret? From the Hindu manuscript. Then you admit the murder of Professor Hagen and Professor Wright. Yes. Yes, unfortunately, they were in the way. Why did you commit these crimes in my name? Because I wanted to attract the attention of you, the real Shadow. And I succeeded. I led you on, Lamont Cranston, with my phone calls, anonymous notes. Why? What was your purpose? My purpose was, that is, to put an end to your activities. After tonight, Mr. Cranston, I alone will be the Shadow. And I shall capitalize on this power. You are a fool. Why do you say that? Always working for the powers of good. I shall take real advantage of the name. With the trick of invisibility, the world will be mine. I gather that I am to be the next victim in your chain of murders. To put it bluntly, yes. (laughs) I should think that you would make sure of your talents for invisibility before you attempted that. What do you mean? Unlike your other victims, my mind is not receptive to your hypnosis. What are you saying? I mean that you have been perfectly visible to me ever since you entered this room, Professor Carter. What? You see me? Most clearly. And now, if you will observe closely, I shall instruct you in the true art of hypnosis. Look at me, Professor Carter. No. Look at me. No, no. I am disappearing before your very eyes. You see? You see? Wait, wait. You can't do this. You're destroying my power. You hear? You're clouding my mind. Cranston. I am no longer Cranston, Professor Carter. I am the shadow. (laughs) So, you think you've tricked me, do you? You think you've gained the upper hand, but you're wrong. You're wrong. That revolver won't be of much use. How will you ever find your target? I'll find you. I'll
0: find you.
1: (laughs) Try again, Carter.
2: I won't miss this time. Open up in
1: there. Open up. I believe that's the police, Carter. You'd better put down that gun. Let them come and get me, and they'd better come shooting. You'll have to break open the door, Commissioner. We're coming in. And beware. This man here is armed. Keep out of
2: here. I'm warning you, keep out. You're not gonna
1: take him! Oh! He's been hit, oh. Commissioner. Come ahead. Cheryl. Oh. Well, so you're here, too. I came here to apprehend that man on the floor. He is the one who used my name in killing Hagan and Rice. What? What are you saying? Look, he's still conscious. Ask him. Ask him. All right. Why, Professor Carter. Yes. He was my impersonator. Carter. Professor Carter. Is this true? Yes. Yes, That's true. How did you make yourself invisible? I learned the secret from the manuscript which I destroyed. Carter. Carter, listen to it. You must know the identity of the real shadow, don't you? Yes. Who is he? Tell, Tell me. The real shadow is... You'll never learn now, Commissioner. But I think you should know this. In the future, you must always believe one thing about me. The shadow at all times will be working on the side of right and justice. We'll hear again from the shadow in just a minute. But first, here's John Barclay, America's home heating expert. Mr. Barclay. Thank you, Gene Paul King, and good evening, friends. You know, it's amazing how many people have the idea that there's only one size of hard coal. Yes, and I dare say just as many people think that it makes no difference what size coal they burn in their furnace. As a matter of fact, hard coal is prepared and sold in several home sizes. And it may be that one particular size, or possibly a combination of sizes, will give you the best heat for the least money. Of course, many factors enter into the choice of the size coal for your particular furnace. Factors such as chimney construction, draft conditions, and the size of your furnace. At any rate, a trained John Barclay serviceman can give a quick inspection of your heating plant and tell at a glance whether or not you're burning the right size coal. This free inspection is part of the extra home heating service provided by your neighborhood blue coal dealer. So remember, if you're not completely satisfied with the results you're getting, maybe you're burning the wrong size coal. Just phone your neighborhood blue coal dealer first thing in the morning. Thank you. Today's program is based on a story copyrighted by The Shadow Magazine. The characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime. Same time, same station, the Blue Coal Dealers of America bring you an adventure of the shadow that will amaze you with its breathtaking thrills. So be sure to listen, and be sure to phone your friendly Blue Coal Dealer for greater heating comfort at less cost. This is Gene Paul King saying, Keep the home fires burning with Blue Coal.
0: That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember...